Hi, welcome to Talk About the Passion. I'm your host, Christian Campagna, and on this episode, one of my dear friends, Michael Brousseau, returns to talk music with me. Michael was on one of the original episodes, number four, if I'm not mistaken. I'm definitely not mistaken, as I just checked, but th- it feels nice to say sometimes. I even stroked my chin as I said it. On this episode, we talk about revisiting things loved as a kid. Before you met that person who got you into the cool stuff, you know, like a neighbor, a family friend, that, that cool kid at school that knew all the new bands. Uh, and then, you know, we pretty much start there and have a pretty loose conversation about music, the experience of discovery, attaching good and bad memories to music, and, and one of the common themes on this podcast, just not having guilty pleasures. I really enjoyed this. Uh, Michael moved from Providence to California a while back, so it was nice to catch up with him, but also share some of his insights on listening to music with you. I love talking to Mike about music. Uh, he's done a number of tattoos on me, so you know, in addition to getting some great artwork by him, it was always a good excuse to talk about everything from you know pavement to outcast over a few hours. Uh, Michael also has a great podcast called Gleaming the Tube, where him and longtime friend Kevin Cafferty talk about music, uh, movies that involve skateboarding. Kevin uh, is an encyclopedia of film. He, he was on this podcast early on as well. Uh, and Michael is, is an, ex- an encyclopedia on skateboarding, so it's interesting to hear them talk, and uh, it's a funny podcast. I'd give it a listen if I were you. There's a bunch of episodes. They're short, and I know you'll binge them. Uh, one more thing before we get going. Uh, two more things, actually. First is, uh, when I do these conversations, I say yeah a lot. Sometimes three and three times in like a two-second span of time. Uh, m- most of the last, I don't know, 50 episodes or so uh, are recorded as two tracks, so when I edit them, I mute myself. Uh, this recording, however, was done as one track, so I apologize for that in advance. You know, it just means I have a great guest that I'm you know, agreeing with them so much. Uh, secondly, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Just look for Talk About the Passion Podcast, and you'll find me, I swear. If you like what you hear, subscribe where you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Well, that's it for me. This this one's a long one, uh, but lots of fun. So here we go with episode 92. Thanks for listening. So, hello, I am here with Michael Brousseau for the second time on the podcast. Hello. How's it going, man? Very, very good, man. Thank you. And you and you were on one of like the single digit episode. Like you, it might have been like the third or fourth episode of this podcast. You were oh, on. Oh, really? So. I didn't I didn't realize it was that that early on. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And you know, there's been other people that have been on multiple times, and I think it's a, a crime that you're not one of them. So I'm glad we're we're doing that again because we've you know, most of the times We've hung out the last few times has been you uh, zapping me with a tattoo needle. And yes. We've yeah. always had. And, and there's been times where I'm like, this conversation would have been great to record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's also better left to just like well, two friends talking about music. So. Right. When I'm not singing idiotic songs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, so the idea for this um, was... Uh, the last few years you you were talking about you've been revisiting things you loved as a kid 
sort of before the influence of like other people right sort of right. came into your life so sort of go into that like how yeah. like what do you mean about that well i you know it's it's i don't know exactly where i think you get to a certain age mm-hmm. and you you know you just start sort of like revisiting the things that you were into when you were a kid but i also think that you know i was thinking a lot about this in the lead up to to talking about this and i also i was also thinking about how there's like there, there's an element of social media where you know you you become self-aware enough of who you are and you sort of like the outward personality that you put out there because yeah. of social media if you're if you're any kind of a self-aware person yeah. you cringe at a post you made three years oh ago. yeah oh yeah I and i started thinking of or i started thinking about like well what like what is that like what what is it about like your like a tone or a sort of a or, or like a narrative you're trying to create on social yeah. media yeah. that makes it so a couple of years and it's every couple of years you're like what yeah. the fuck like why was i talking that way <laughs> and i started yeah. thinking about how you know that there is that concept of like facebook behavior yeah and then and i start and then i just started to think about like you know the kind of behavior and the kind of stuff that you do and think about before you're sort of like even like a fully formed human being i'm, I'm we're not talking i'm not even talking about like early teens i'm talking mm-hmm. pre that like 10 yeah. or 11 years old mm-hmm. when you're like this still in this weird embryonic stage of a person and the stuff that you respond to before you are responding to it now and it's entirely possible i'm only talking about me here but i <laughs> i doubt it I, it's the stuff that you respond to before you know that there's stuff you're supposed to like and stuff yeah. that you're not supposed to like oh yeah and the idea I, and i'm fascinated by the idea of like where that aesthetic comes from like yeah. why is it that when you're you know you're in like third fourth fifth grade mm-hmm. all of a sudden one kid hears metallica Mm. and that's it they're like chemically they react (laughs) to fucking metallica and another kid hears hello cool j Mm -hmm. and another kid you know like or later on down the line like a kid sees a juggalo and was like yep (laughs) that's for like and what like what is that Mm. and because i think it's been especially acute over the last couple of years because I, i I, I sort of breached through this this weird level where all of a sudden the stuff it's it's based based basically movies where mm. all of a sudden the stuff that I'm listening to didn't need to be a hundred percent curated mm-hmm. at all times. To yeah, be. yeah. I worked right. in a tattoo shop for twenty years. Right. And me and the the lat the lat I owned the the last tattoo shop I worked at I owned and the kid that I worked with was he was one of those he was like a true explorer and we yeah. talked about this all the time like he was just young enough younger than me enough that like when he heard Limp Biscuit for the first time they were the shit yeah and I was just old enough to know that they were shit right. But then I started thinking about like, well, what about this stuff that we yeah. like all of this shit that I that I loved before I, you know, before I was under the influence of anybody else. And of course, when you're a little kid, there are influences. You're just way less aware of them. Yeah, yeah. And 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 so 
on the on the the idea of like a, a living a sort of a much less musically curated life mm-hmm. for the last couple of maybe the last year at the shop we would just put on like regular rock radio yeah or if i was in my car instead mm-hmm. of fiddling around with my fucking iphone i would just put <laughs> right. on 94 hjy right and i would hear a song that i had heard like I'm, i i i remember talking about this this is one of the first things that i really i think i posted on on facebook where i out of the blue, I, it was the millionth time I had heard the song Sister Golden Hair by oh, yeah. America. America yeah. But it just gutted me yeah. because I it was like it because it was a completely uncurated thing. Mm-hmm. It just played randomly. It it fired off like a different synapse in my yeah. head where I was yeah. like, how is it that I've heard <sighs> this song? Yeah. I mean, it's Sister Golden Hair, you know, but it never, all of a sudden it affected me in a certain yeah. way. And I started trying to sort of be, it sounds a little bit, you know, you, you just get to an age where you're sort of more psychologically prepared to think about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you actually do a little talk therapy yeah. and, you, and you start having real life experiences that are heavier than just a show you went to yeah, or, right. or you know, getting just, dumped by somebody. Right. You start to sort of, I just sort of started getting really weirdly open to the idea of like, <laughs> well, why is it that when I was a kid, at 11 if you had asked me what my favorite band is i would have told you simple minds yeah but why haven't i thought about simple minds right yeah and it's almost like it's like it's like the reverse of discovering brand new music mm-hmm. yeah. because i'm i'm still a huge fan of discovering new music but yeah. I, i'm really become a fan of like seriously just being like well what you know why haven't i thought about you know the pet shop boys right that another one of those bands and i and i was thinking a lot about how there was a, you know the huge influence of mtv on that yeah where <clears throat> there were certain thing things that i heard that just like i said just like the juggalo kid i was like yep yeah. and they were <laughs> it was a lot of weird sort of like euro pop like in excess and some yeah in excess i was literally just right saying, in excess. oh my god in it are you kidding me with videos excess? like yeah yeah, yeah. The one well, thing and, and yeah devil and inside the you kidding yeah, me? There's, the kid who, there's a kid who does the rail slide i <laughs> the rail slide in devil inside has come up probably on like i so i do a podcast about movies with skateboarding in it and I think the rail slide in the in the video for Devil Inside has come up like ten times because yeah. this. And there's a there's a pro skater who was just interviewed in in uh, Thrasher as a yeah. little aside, but he mentioned the, the video for Devil oh, Inside. I'm awesome. like, yeah, dude, it was one <laughs> rail slide, but in that time, that yeah. was as far as skate media goes, that was right. it. It's like yeah. you would I would li- I would literally sit in my living room for hours waiting <sighs> for the video because yeah. he also had that cool jacket with the with the oh, yeah, on the back. Yeah, and I, the but yeah, it, it really started making me think about like where does that stuff like like maybe if I were a more fully formed person, mm-hmm. I would have like just held on to that stuff. Right. But because you know of of your of teenage or early teen you know self-consciousness or stuff you know when i realized that it's possible that simple minds wasn't the fucking coolest band to be into i was like right. oh no I'm, I'm way more into the dead kennedys but now at 47 i'm like new gold dream are you kidding me <laughs> like, like yeah. put that record on it's it's that is it's amazing yeah. yeah yeah totally and that's just it's just been this weird like thing that i'm aware of lately yeah yeah jeff does that has that been, yeah, been the yeah. truth for you too or yeah yeah. Like one of the one of those songs that that happened to me with uh, a few years ago is that Jerry Rafferty song right down the line. Oh my god, that song! That's because I had the, heard that like like sort of like in the like 
you know, in the doctor's office. Or, you know, sure. people say the elevator, but I've, I don't think I've ever even heard music in an elevator. It, you know, it's, I mean, maybe it's definitely but, on the way home from the bank with your mom. Yeah, music. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I heard it one day and I was it was in California on the literally on like the Pacific Coast Highway. And it's, it's like a perfect song for that. Yeah, It's perfect. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. This is like a list. I was like, well, this is a, like a, just a perfect rock. It, it's a fucking song. good song. There's another one. Yeah. I think it's by that one's Jerry Rafferty, right? Maybe it's yeah. a little river, but there's a song called Woman. Oh, I yeah. think Who that it? I, I, it might be I don't river remember. Band, I it might be a little river band, but I heard yeah. again, same scenario. It came on the radio and I was like, Yeah, God damn. Like the, oh, and that was <laughs> the other one that I I still it's a go-to constantly. And I don't remember. I I think it was used in a movie or something. But the song Diamond Girl by Seals and Crawford. Oh, yeah, yeah. That fucking song is a juggernaut, yeah, man. And like, yeah. I, I, again, it's a song I've heard, you know, a million yeah. times in my life. But all of a sudden, one night, I just heard yeah. it in the right, in the right, it hit me the right yeah. way. Yeah. You know, it got me, it got me thinking a lot about when I was a kid. You know, it's so, it's so funny to think about like, I remember identifying this as a as sort of a thought in my early 20s where like it's like the kids that you gravitate towards in like 5th and 6th grade before you know before you've named the punk rock kids yeah are always I was certainly one of the weirdo kids oh yeah same here. like but you know I had it it was like I knew that I liked I mean, obviously, let's face it, Weird Al Yankovic was, you know, yeah. a touchstone for oh, a yeah. lot of people of a, of a lot of kids of a certain yeah. disposition. <clears throat> but I remember it's funny, I was thinking about it, I was really like protective of that. I wasn't a sharer. Yeah. I went to a little Catholic school. There was like 25 kids in my class, and they were the same kids yeah. from kindergarten to sixth grade. Oh wow. And I remember I'd gotten like I had gotten a taste for uh Bloom County. Which oh, is yeah. a, I, I'm sure yeah. I've touched on Bloom County in other yeah. conversations because yeah. that was a huge one for me. But oh, yeah. Bloom County, Mad Magazine, Weird Al Yankovic, and like like, and then maybe just at like 12, I started skirted into like Monty Python territory. Oh yeah, yeah. and you know who those kids are. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I mean, like the, yeah. when you, but I was really protective of it because I didn't. Yeah. It was like source material for yeah. me, yeah. So I wouldn't share it. I remember right. one day a kid came in. With a with a with a, a mad magazine and he was like showing it around the class. And I was like, whoa, dude, like yeah, <laughs> hey, that's you, a secret text. You gotta like, I know, you gotta, I you know. gotta, you gotta keep your powder dry with that. But yeah, yeah like <laughs> but I what I was thinking about like how when I, as I got a little older, the people that I was always the most drawn to mm -hmm. were the people who were sharers and who yeah. were not the kind of kids who sort of wanted to be like a, this sort of scorched earth thing yeah. where they discovered punk rock and then yeah, yeah you know was there was it. this kid there's this there's this dude i'm gonna shout out to rick almeda he's come okay. up in a bunch of different podcasts i yeah. probably even talk about him in the last episode yeah that we did yeah he was the older kid who was just one of those fully formed human beings yeah and he like he was the classic sort of like 80s skater punk rock dude with the, yeah. the trench coat yeah. and the army pants and right. the, the Tony Hawk haircut. But yeah. Christian started, Slater would have played but, him. In a movie. Yes, exactly. He, and he was the kid. He was he was a couple years older than me. And he was the kid who started plying me with with uh, mixtapes. Oh, nice. Of But like 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 almost like of offensively good fucking taste in music and i think about it at the time this kid was 14 when i was 12 yeah 
he and he was handing me mixtapes that had like the go-go's and the dead <laughs> kennedys and public enemy yeah he even <clears throat> he even weirdly introduced me to, into like it's funny he introduced me to youth crew shit oh, okay. and the joke youth crew shit at yeah, the right. same time like <laughs> i heard youth of today and crucial youth yeah, and crucial together youth. <laughs> and they i him trying to explain to me like so here's the thing right there are these bands <laughs> but then there's also these joke bands i was like what the fuck like what, what? but he he would hand me these i remember it was one of the, the mixtapes that he gave me it's such a funny personality thing between me and Liam. Like he gave me a mixtape and it had a lot, a lot of youth crew stuff and a lot of like, like eighties hardcore, like dead Kennedys right. and seven seconds. And I remember, I, I think I let Liam borrow the tape to dub yeah. it. And Liam came away, a died in the wool seven seconds fan. Yeah. And I came away like a huge dead Kennedys fan. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot about the dead Kennedys because I think the reason that I gravitated towards them is because a lot of the stuff I heard prior to that, that was supposed to be shocking punk rock right. music fell a little lame to me. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I only mean, like, I think I had a copy of London calling. Right. And at the time I was too young. Yeah. I was like, this sounds like Bruce Springsteen. Right. You know, yeah. like it doesn't, yeah, it, does, yeah. it didn't, it didn't resonate with me the way right. but I heard the dead Kennedys. I, I think I heard police truck and I was like, Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ. Like, who yeah. the fuck are these yeah. guys? Yeah. And it's funny because a couple of years later, I like, they, like, I think that Jello has a, has a tendency to sort of wear his welcome where you're like, Oh, oh yeah. Right, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe calm the fuck down. But <laughs> at the time that was one of the, it was some of the first stuff oh, yeah. that I really gravitated to. But it's funny yeah. because that was the stuff where I was under the influence of another person. Right. It's the stuff pre that that I've become really, really obsessed with. We've yeah. had this conversation where I had, you know, a pretty traumatic experience happen to me a, a, a couple of years ago. And uh, in sort of in the aftermath of trying to sort of make sense of it, mm -hmm. I, st I started listening to Steely Dan. Yeah, yeah. Because my mother, I think so, <laughs> it, it makes me laugh so hard. My mother was this like steely dan super fan she yeah. fucking loved the dan yeah and at 12 or 13 when i'm just starting to like i had a had a penchant for like hip-hop i liked run dmc yeah. and i liked ll cool j but i had just started butting up against all this punk yeah. rock stuff and we would drive around and listen to you know to steely dan and it couldn't have been Worse. any lamer like, right. like, how the yeah. fuck are you going to listen to kid charlemagne <laughs> but now i like go back and i yeah. listen to kid charlemagne and i'm like <laughs> my mother was fucking hat was spot on yeah. Oh, yeah and i think my favorite thing about it is <clears throat> and maybe this is just like you know another 35 years of life lessons i think my favorite thing about my fan of steely dan my fandom of steely dan is that i no longer feel like i need to be like the resident Steely Dan expert, <laughs> right? I just I don't. There's a lot of I, them out I, there. There's a, and the thing is, like, I get it. I know that there's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot of digging to be done with the Dan, but like, I, it, as always, as like a like a ceremonial show of that, yeah. I just bought the greatest hits. Oh yeah, I bought yeah. I bought uh uh what is it? Not swing kids. What is it called? The oh uh, yeah, uh, show biscuits. Yeah. And it's just it's you know like twenty five tracks. I was like, this is fine. This is, this is <laughs> yeah. deep. I like the Dan. I'm not going to become right 
Uh, and even there, it's funny because even that has a self-awareness where I'm like, oh, yeah. well, well, maybe I should just become a damn yeah. like my 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 knee-jerk reaction wasn't to suddenly <laughs> have to be, be like a become like a you know like a a, a scholar on, right. on Steely Dan. I just uh, <laughs> I just like that band and yeah. I enjoy them. It's funny in the time that I've been in LA, yeah, I got a job as a delivery driver. Mm-hmm. And again, same deal. I'm not gonna futz around with a with playlists on my phone right. i just yeah i discovered like two or three different decent radio stations, stations yeah and and i just like there's one called jack fm which is really there's, oh, yeah. there's one called klos that oh, yeah. has that has real dj it's like a real oh, radio yeah. station. yeah 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 and the other one is too. is like a can voice thing with a yeah. like, kind of a radio personality but like the jack they just play it's great they just play some cure some new order yeah. Some REM, and then they'll they'll always sort of throw in kind of a there's a certain level of irony, I think, yeah. to some of the play, like you know, they'll play like Lisa Lisa. Not that Lisa Lisa yeah, yeah. Jam isn't awesome, but you can right. tell they're yeah. like, oh well, you know, it's the whole station ideas, we'll play what we want. Yeah. And I it, it's great. You drive around, you're like, oh, I have like the <laughs> I, what was the song? It's my life by talk talk. Oh yeah. I mean, I holy shit, like yeah. talk talk, like you know, that was like the, their big hit. Yeah. And one day I, we were driving, I was driving and it was on. I was like, oh, I, I know, like I became a fan of Talk Talk much later yeah. on. Yeah. Based on a, based on an article they did in Mojo about Sweet right. Eden. Yeah. Cause but they're, they're like totally different than that. Like oh, there's yeah, that yeah. song and then there's, there's these albums with like exactly. 15 minute songs. And, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. had the one hit. And it's right. funny, you know, the one hit buys you yeah. another five albums if you want. And yeah, he, <laughs> right. so, but I, yeah. I had forgotten about the fucking single. It's yeah. my life and then i realized like no doubt covered it and yeah that's i like, like it's that just, cover actually yeah it's it's kind of cool like i don't yeah. know it's just it's just it's a fun it's funny it's like i guess really the subject we're talking about is like when you get to a certain point when you just sort of like can let your guard down a little bit yeah yeah i just sort of like shit yeah and about how when you're a kid you don't have your guard up really yeah. well, at least i didn't you yeah. know yeah. and i i remember <clears throat> i was always fascinated with, as a kid when i would meet someone who wasn't like that yeah. i kind of touched on that earlier but like there was a few people there was that kid rick almeida yeah. who just like had he was the polymath he had all the different tastes in music yeah and then i met this kid named mike garno mm-hmm. from socket who was like the most perfect looking English punk kid. Yeah. He was so pointy <laughs> and he had like the pointy spiky hair. And he was like, the, you know, those kids who like, when they get into a thing, they know they get they way get into, into it. it. Like yeah. they get the right jacket. Oh yeah. Cause like, it's, it's, there is that it's like, I was always the kid who was like, Oh, I'll, I'll try on this different hat. It was always like the <laughs> yeah. wrong, right. not quite the right hat. It wasn't until yeah. I kind of fell in. It wasn't until I fell into like sort of hip hop skater style that yeah. I sort of found, but it was, I was always the kid wearing like the weird shirt I found yeah. in the garbage or whatever. Yeah. But this kid, Mike was like, he was like this fully formed punk rock kid yeah you know chain belt and everything but when i when i went into it like his house the first time and i went into his room i thought it was really really cool that he there was evidence of his other tastes all over the place like this kid is a born 
he is a born rocker. I, I have a friend who went to elementary school with him and there are literally photos of this kid with like Iron Maiden folders in first grade. Like he, awesome. he was a, he's, he's like sort of a dyed in the wool rock and roll yeah. kid. Yeah. But he, at the time he looked like Sid Vicious. Yeah. But we went into his room and he had like the Kiss dolls yeah. and posters of like Frank Zappa yeah. and, you know, and like, and it, you know, wasp or whatever on his walls. <laughs> and I remember yeah. he was the first kid I knew who had like a real legit of its sizable record collection nice and i remember flipping through his records and i was like oh like he doesn't feel like he needs to do that thing where it's like well i'm into this now so right i'm gonna jettison on my fucking todd rundgren <laughs> records or whatever he had it all and he was like oh you yeah. should listen to this and you know i thought and i was i always thought that was really really cool and but i i can also report that i like i was not i did not take away from that the right thing oh, yeah. which was just be like at the time yeah, i yeah. was I was a really, really kind of self-conscious kid and yeah. like, you know, but I was, but it's funny because I recognized that that was a stupid yeah. cool thing, Oh yeah. but I just wasn't up for it yet. I still yeah. had my, I had my shit, you know? Yeah. When I was getting into uh, punk and hardcore, the, the guy that got me into it, who was on uh, episode one of this podcast, Peter Biebergall, who's a, now like a successful author and just like a brilliant guy but he, he's the one that got me into punk rock and i remember one day i showed up at his house and i had went to like some store and i bought a pin that said it said punk and it, had, it was like <laughs> it was literally like a oh, british flag and the and the punk was in like ransom letters and it was like a safety pin and he's like no don't, don't, don't worry that <laughs> i was like okay okay i'm sorry like, man. Well, this? yeah yeah <laughs> i was thinking about that today i remember when you know you have these weird ideas of like what a punk rock kid is yeah. from like movies. You know, right. I remember I always gravitated towards, you know, in like the eighties comedy, there's always like the wacky friend oh, yeah. who wears like sunglasses in glass. Yeah. 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 You know, like that, I always gravitated. I yeah. always wanted to be that kid with the yeah. whole fucking Hawaiian shirt. Oh yeah. And I remember like my, you know, I remember sort of like walking around my neighborhood doing this like test run yeah. for like punk rock Mike. But <laughs> all it was is that I had, I had found a, a army, an army issue shirt yeah. that was big enough that I wore it as a jacket. Yeah. And I had covered it in pins, but they were just <laughs> the pins I had lying just, around my house. Have, yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, I, I, at that point, I wasn't even like, oh, I'll go to a record store and right. buy a bunch of pins. It was like, you know, it was literally like a reading is fundamental. Right, pin. like a heavy <laughs> like pin or something. A, exactly. Like whatever I had, you know, my dad had like a, right. a drawer full of like ephemera and stuff. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll take that. And it was like, <laughs> it was like a, it's, it's so, Red Sox. Right, yeah. right. It's so yeah. funny to think like that. It's like, I was like going through the motions but it's like it's like i didn't quite know what it was yet yeah yeah and then when i went so and then when i went finally i went to public school which is a huge cultural shift for me oh yeah yeah and all of a sudden that's when i met the more like i met other kind of skate yeah, punk rock cooler kids. kids yeah and i you know and i and that's it's funny i i always say this it's it's one of those things where like i think a lot of people tend to have this idea that they were born in the wrong time yeah but man, was I right, right there. Yeah. Like, late yeah, 80s, early I, 90s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. safe as a kitten. Everything was like, the, yeah. everything was as cool as it could possibly be. And I was right yeah. there to, you yeah. know. Yeah, because I think like hardcore at that point was finally starting to like branch out to different stuff. Like, sure. you know, Verbal Assault and Soul Side and band, like bands like that. And then, you know, it was word of mouth. And then like into the 90s, we had college radio. And it was like a wealth of 
indie rock hip hop oh, yeah. you know yeah, just yeah. all this stuff came together and like we were you know it was right for the picking sure, for us yeah. you know there was a radio show we could pick up on friday nights i still don't i don't remember what college it was from but it was a call it was called metro wave hardcore yeah and it was a kid who would play it and it was like the first you know i gravitated more towards I don't even know if I would say I gravitated more towards punk rock because really what I mean when I say that is the dead Kennedys. Yeah. yeah. You know, like most, <laughs> most of the other stuff I was into was, was not quite in that same, right. same realm, but yeah. that was the first show where he would play, you know, minor threat. And okay, yeah. I remember hearing uniform choice. I remember he played uniform choice, but it was the new uniform choice. Oh, really? Yeah. Long hair. Oh, yeah. It was a song called Indian eyes. <laughs> and he played it and like couldn't help but like make fun of it on yeah. the air. And yeah. I remember listening to him and be like, wow, this kid's already like a jaded high school college student. And I'm like 14, just right. trying to like figure out like, you know, what 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 bands I should be into. And <laughs> yeah. I, it's funny. This is a total aside, but now that I brought it up, mm -hmm. I remember I remember one of the first I it it must it might have been the second show I ever went to. Yeah. Liam and I went to see Corrosion performity on mm -hmm. an afternoon show was the first show yeah and then the band you know that band di oh yeah, yeah. remember di they yeah. were playing yeah and it was a night show how the how the fuck i ended up at a night show i was like 14 it was like yeah. club 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 uh baby the rocket yeah when it was the rocket, the rocket. The yeah and i remember there was a cup there was a kid there that i hadn't seen around a little bit and like college hill and the, the kind of the cool kid area yeah fair street he was my age and he was at the show and the band di came out and they were they were of some note i i know oh, yeah. that they they were a pretty big deal yeah I know, like a, a east bay band or a, like no a, they were uh orange county and it was orange county was, yeah yeah was, they were sort of an offshoot of the adolescents and they had sure, a, a, sure. a song in the suburbia movie uh right Richard, that's right richard um, hung himself and but they, they but, had a they had a couple they, i think they have like three good records like two I just I really good yeah, ones i remember their record covers that actually having like it looked like there was a budget to, you know, yeah things. yeah they were terrible but yeah. uh he he came out and like they you know they they he made some comment and this kid his name was joe and he was like oh i fucking hate these guys already and i was like oh my god you have an opinion already like <laughs> how, how, how like i'm like literally just like amazed that i'm in this room and wondering yeah. like at that point i still thought the pit was an actual sunken in area <laughs> yeah you in front to, like, of the stage for for right. go in the pit and he, this kid's already like jaded like oh what and he was like i remember he was smoking a cigarette he's like oh well this fucking guy sucks i was like holy shit dude like he, <laughs> What are you 35? Like, <laughs> I, I, I want to have some of them opinions. I know. I know. You get on one a message board in 2002. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of a sudden. All of a sudden, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. It was it was funny. Yeah. And, and how younger people uh, consume music now. And, and I was talking about this last night on the uh, the one I did with Damien. And uh, you know, when we were getting into stuff, it was word of mouth uh fanzines and skate videos you said you, yeah, you know, yeah a lot of guys i've talked to on here have discovered stuff through that but do you, do you think it's much different nowadays how kids are discovering stuff it's like it's almost like exactly the same thing just on a much speedier yeah you know like i feel like there's there's a much quicker uh overlap between oh i'd like to hear this and i'm yeah. hearing it right you just google it it's just yeah. there yeah know? yeah or you right. go yeah 
<clears throat> but I but I think on, on honestly, I think it's the same thing. It's yeah, just the yeah. you know the 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 machinations have changed. Like yeah. I, I remember on one of my very first trips to Thayer Street, mm-hmm. I bought uh, I bought Sonic Youth's Confusion is Six. Yeah. And I I can I'm here to tell you that I think the only reason I bought that record was because I had heard the name Sonic Youth. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is and, and I also <laughs> remember, you know, it's 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 so funny to think like the you know, the elixir of the gods at the time was that the kid behind the counter yeah. didn't get he was like, huh, Sonic yeah. Youth. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. I've got taste in reality. Yeah. <laughs> it just was like the cool looking cover right. that I took home. But yeah. but it, it it became, you know, it becomes that, right? You you exchange some some mixtapes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You there's stuff that you like. That so, the, or the my favorite my favorite thing is the the my, my favorite covenant is the mixtape with no track listings. Oh yeah, you just my friend Rick the, never yeah. pulled that shit with me. Yeah. But there was other times where you get be like, well, figure it out for yourself. <laughs> like You'd be like, thanks, man. Thanks, great. I'll I guess I'll just you know go fuck myself but, right <laughs> but yeah i remember having this like just this and then i and of course i like i did not like that sonic youth record when i oh yeah yeah it didn't sound great to me yeah that remember, wouldn't be a good one to yeah it wasn't into. a great starting point yeah, i also no. you know it's funny i i think about this all the time one of the coolest moves my dad ever made was when i was really young i was probably 10 mm-hmm. and i found a book about the velvet underground okay well, it was about, I'm sorry, it was about Andy Warhol. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the whole factory scene. And of course, yeah. there was all those cool black and white photos of him and the velvets all wearing like wraparound sunglasses yeah. and looking like the fucking right. coolest people oh, yeah. Yeah. that you could ever imagine. And I, yeah. you know, I remember it because I, you know, and I was like, that was like my first thing I knew. I was like, well, they <sighs> used to be called the exploded plastic inevitable. But then they, and so my dad, believe it or not, there was a, there was a record store at the Lincoln Mall near where oh. I grew up. With yeah. a with, that was a decent record store. It hmm. had you could buy like a Dead Kennedy shirt yeah. or a, you know there there were there was decent shit. Yeah. And my dad brought me there and was like, I couldn't stop talking about the fucking Velvet Underground. And I was like, well, yeah. let's get you. It's your birthday, so I got <laughs> I got a copy of the record with the banana on the cover. Yeah, and I hated it. It was like right. yeah. nothing that oh, I yeah. you know For I gave it a spin. 10? I was ten or like, yeah. or maybe I was turning eleven. Right. Maybe still, but even yeah. still <clears throat> not that prepared record. for yeah. that at all. And I just like right. spook, put that away. And I was yeah. just like, I, I, I had much better luck with the mixtapes. I also, I remember there was a, one of the mixtapes was most of, um, give me convenience or give me death. Oh yeah. The and there were two, collection. there were two, dis, there were two very, uh, distinct moments where the, the record that had been recorded off of skipped. Oh, nice. But but it skipped in a way. If you're not familiar with the music, yeah, I didn't know. It wasn't like an obvious skip. It was right. like a skip that like skipped the whole line. Yeah, yeah. You know that song? Uh, Who's that kid in the back of the room? Who's that? What, whatever yeah, that. Yeah. I can't oh, remember yeah, yeah. the name of the song, but there right. was this very definitive skip. And to this day, when I hear the real version of the song, it bugs me because I'm like, that it no, doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to have that. Weird <laughs> that happened to me like a month ago. I went and. I bought a bunch of records and I got a Nazareth record and I had known like a couple of songs on it, but I didn't really know the record and I was cooking in the kitchen and there's a part in the song where it's a drum sort of like a little, probably it's probably a five or 10 second little drum solo. And that must've went on for four minutes. And I just thought like, Oh, it's a record from the seventies. They would always do shit like that. It's just random 
boring drum solo in the middle. And then like, finally I was like, wait, I think this is skipping. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it, it sounds like it might, must've been a pretty cool four minute drum yeah. solo before, <laughs> before your brain picked up on that. Like, Oh shit, yeah. this is, that's not right. Yeah. Now, did that's you, funny. Did you ever have periods where you, you know, were into stuff and you were kind of embarrassed to, you know, admit that you, you liked it? I, to be honest with you, I think I got over that kind of quick. I yeah. think it's interesting because the first records that I bought that I, you know, other than Weird Al, Weird Al was the first thing that was yeah. like, I mean, come on, yeah. there's, I don't know how, 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 what kind of person you have to be to hear Weird Al Yankovic and not be like, well, this is the greatest artist of our, <laughs> of our time. I certainly felt that way. So yeah. I, I picked up, in fact, that was like one of my first like weird record collector moments where yeah. I had, I got it in 3d. Oh yeah. And then the record that came out after in 3d. Oh no. Sorry. Was in 3d the third record? Maybe. Whatever. I had the two, I had the one with, in 3d and i had the one with um i lost on jeopardy or whatever oh, yeah, whatever, the yeah, record was. whatever those two records were yeah and then we went we went this is a, such a suburban experience but we went to a different mall you know yeah. sometimes you oh yeah with your family somewhere and you're somehow at a fucking different mall yeah, and you're like oh my god they, this yeah is... oh a different tape store and <laughs> yeah. the tape store had i had no idea that there was a first weird al yankovic record yeah that's funny. which is the one with my Bologna <clears throat> that's literally yeah. recorded in the fucking men's room like that record <laughs> yeah and i it was it's it again it's such a cool move of my dad again, same with the with the with the velvet underground record I, it's like it was not my birthday yeah it was not anywhere near christmas and i just walked up to him with this like you know nine dollar weird out and i was like well i have to have this and he was like yeah okay he just bought it for me <laughs> yeah and i was like and then was, again it, it, it sort of plays into the to me being almost like withholding like yeah. i didn't tell people about oh, yeah. the first i was like i've yeah. got the first weird out yeah yeah record. but uh so <clears throat> so after that like i said I, I i bought some i bought like a run dmc tape yeah. And, and the yellow cool J tape was the big one that fuck, I, I must have listened to bigger and radio Deffer. oh bigger and Deffer. bigger and oh, Deffer, yeah. that was like right when i was 12 yeah maybe a little younger but the, yeah. you know i heard it i heard some older skater kids listening to it and i was like well it was my birthday and i was like, yeah. I'm buying it and i holy shit i must have yeah. listened to that record so it's it's i think the only time to answer your actual question i was sort of a secret fan of hip-hop yeah for a while yeah while while we were dabbling into punk rock stuff yeah yeah and i mean and i don't mean like i you know if i went to a school dance i was sure as hell dancing to joy yeah. and pain by rob, rob, rob behavior yeah. like it was like those were the because we, we had walkmans at the time and that was yeah. something i kind of kept to myself yeah. or at least i thought i had to keep to myself yeah yeah but then there was that weird all of a sudden like skateboarding and rap music started getting yeah. kind of like there was like an east coast presence right that was way more into to hip-hop we yeah. sure didn't call it hip-hop at the time right right yeah it was just rap music but like and then <clears throat> i remember so this is a little later on like all of a sudden there was like hip-hop that you know you you listen to like 
tribe and de la soul and it's stuff that let's face it you can dig into a little more oh yeah yeah and i and i remember almost like sort of coming out to like being like you know actually yeah i'm going to all these shows Mm -hmm. and i do like a lot of this stuff but really in my walkman i'm always listening to hip-hop and then and and the other thing too i think maybe i kept it a little close close to the breast that in the maybe in the mid 90s i was really into like electro like house music and jungle break and stuff like that and that was like you know it it, and this sort of is is the kind of harkens back to the model of the kid the fully formed kid where by that time i didn't feel like i needed to like have a rave outfit (laughs) you know like i would go you know, it became, and that, and that has a lot to do with Providence where it's, it's such a small space yeah. that you're going to go to a, a rave and see this, the kid, oh, the yeah. kid who, who hated DI right, was right. at the rave too. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so was the, you know, there's the, the, the guy from drop dead is right. also at a rave. I, maybe I shouldn't say, I don't know if Ben or anybody was ever actually at a rave. I, I picked that name out of my, out of, out of thin air. But what I'm saying yeah. is those people were always at the same functions. Yeah, yeah. And so it felt a lot less like you had to have yeah, yeah. like guilty pleasures. Yeah. I remember the first time I actually sort of like kicked against the idea of a guilty pleasure. And I mean, this was pretty deep in my, I, you know, my kind of wannabe music snob. Yeah. Mid twenties, which is when that's all about, you know, yeah. swinging your dick around and letting everybody yeah. know that you, right. But, um, I remember I worked at a bar and the song, uh, Hey baby by mm-hmm. no doubt came on. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, huh, this is a fucking no doubt song. It's, you know, it's produced by Rick Ocasek. Yeah. And it's a fucking monster of a song. Yeah. And yeah. I remember being like, all right, it's, I don't need to roll my eyes. Right. Right. Pretend that I'm not, it's, I'm fucking into this. Yeah, it's, it's a awesome. good song. Yeah. It's a fucking good song. And yeah. I, yeah, I think at that point, you know, I, I'm sure I, you know, I had some angle where I was trying to be like, you know, more evolved than some other, right. of course, you know, we're still, we're yeah. still in that miasma of yeah. trying to try to prove yourself. But, yeah. but I, I, I dispensed with that notion pretty quickly and just was like, I'll kind of like what I like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I, I was found some old pictures recently and there's a picture of me at uh Disneyland that I'm wearing a John Coltrane shirt. And I'm like, it's like from 1993. Yeah. I'm like, I'm the, wearing a Stussy baseball hat that had like a, Martin Luther King yep. pin on it in a John Coltrane shirt. Perfect. Yeah. The goatee. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. There's a photo that haunts me of like, you know, I remember it was like, you know, in the run up to the first day of school, we would always go and get new school clothes. Yeah. And there was a store, it was like a discount department store in Pawtucket called Ann and Hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had those and up in had, North Shore they, too. They always had like big bins full of t shirts. And yeah. one of the ones I chose totally arbitrary it was like a tie dyed. Grateful Dead T-shirt. Yeah, and for years I would like, you know, it's like a, it's like a picture. It's like such the quintessential '80s picture of me <laughs> skateboard yeah. and like the you know like the the Lisa Beach hat. But I wouldn't yeah. want anybody to see it because right. I was in a Dead shirt. Now I'm like, yeah. who gives a shit? Like at the I time, know. I had never, I probably had never heard a note of the Grateful Dead. Yeah, it was just a shirt that was three dollars in the bin, and I was yeah. like, all right, you know that works. I, I, it's funny. I have that. the other really funny memory I have of that is like. I was kind of touching on this earlier, how there's like always seems to be people in any new scene or any new sort of experience you're having who like got there first and figured out what was cool and what wasn't cool. Yeah. You yeah. know, I remember the like the very first rave I ever went to, 
I had no idea. You know, I was just, I was wearing like Dickies and a t-shirt, right. you know? Yeah. Like, and of course it was the kid who was already decked out in like the full Adidas jump, they, uh, yeah. the the suit and the, had the right shoes and the kangle. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck, like this dude, like, I didn't get the newsletter this kid right. got. But my favorite example of that is that I, when I was in, I think I was in seventh grade. So I'm, you know, I was like 12 or 13. And to me, the coolest shirt that I had was a Bill the Cat shirt where he's oh, dressed yeah. up like a heavy metal guy and it says, I sold my soul for rock oh, and roll. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how like that, that shirt, I, my uncle got it for me. And I think he had the mail order it. And it was yeah. beamed out of like, in my head, I was like, this is the coolest t-shirt anyone has ever worn. <laughs> and then I, I met up with a big group of skateboarder kids yeah. in downtown on socket and immediately started getting my cards pulled about the shirt. Oh, yeah. I was like, what do you mean, sir? <laughs> Are you unfamiliar with the, with the adventures of Bill the cat and the other folks from Bloom County? And this kid was like, because it wasn't a, like a right. life's a beat. Right? Yeah. A street shirt. He was like, but well, what's with your, what's with your lame shirt? I was like, Oh man. Like, yeah. And it's for I, I wish I was the other, the other kid who was like, go right. fuck yourself, man. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. awesome. But yeah. I wasn't. I was like, right. oh, man, I guess I got to go get rid of my bill to catch. <laughs> I know. I had Why? some questionable, I had a lot of questionable uh, in the <laughs> 90s. This picture, some of them I've had destroyed, but you know, I had like a, although at this point, I kind of wish I had, like, I had a luscious right. Jackson shirt that I <laughs> nice. used to wear all the time. Yeah, a House yeah. of Pain shirt. Like, hey, man, the House of Pain, they were, yeah. were going to bring it to you. It's yeah. funny, I, it's it, whatever, once in a while, stuff like that comes up, like an old friend, they'll post a photo, and if, it's always the accessories for me. Yeah. Oh, By yeah. the time I was like 19, I had settled into, yeah. you know, like, Dickies style pants, yeah. Vans or Pumas, yeah. You know, like the the yeah. typical nineties. But yeah. there was always an unfortunate, yeah, choker necklace yeah. or a yeah. big beaded. You yeah. know, I that was like one of the first phases I got into, <laughs> and it was like as I didn't realize it was essentially the rave scene. Yeah, the that fucking song "Groove Is in the Heart" came out. Oh yeah, and it was that all that sort of retro disco style. Yeah, and of course, like I went to the Salvation Army and got every ugly ass because the beastie boys had the, yeah, the, the, hey, the, ladies the hey ladies video that yeah. was my shit when yeah. i was in yeah. like when i was in like um seventh or eighth grade it was, oh, it yeah. was all about the whole that yeah. whole, now event eventually that sort of bumped into the rave scene and that would be yeah. like a cool thing but that was not me i was like right the, the beginning middle and end of my understanding of that was the <laughs> ironically purchased saturday night yeah. fever soundtrack oh, and yeah. groove is in the heart and yeah. i remember fine realizing that the the person who does the rap on that song is q-tip yeah yeah and then yeah. all of a sudden i was like oh okay it's, <laughs> it's all starting to come together right. now I, you know <laughs> yeah it's 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 such a fascinating thing to think about like who you were before yeah. you are who, yeah, yeah i don't know and then yeah. like and i think that's the, the thing that i that, that i that I'm coming around to more now is that it's I think maybe when you reach a certain age on the other side of it yeah all of a sudden I can feel the folds in my brain being like remember this shit like yeah, remember yeah. how much you were into oh yeah permanent vacation by Aerosmith yeah, right or yeah. or like <laughs> yeah you know it, just the stuff yeah yeah I don't know like all of a sudden it feels like all of a sudden there's room for it yeah Maybe yeah. that's the thing. It's yeah. like all of a sudden you you clear out yeah. some some you know you're oh, yeah. no longer doing a lot of gatekeeping and you're right. no longer yeah. doing a lot of like worrying about why girls are yeah. you know don't like you and all of a sudden you're like right. 
oh yeah i remember <laughs> talk talk <laughs> yeah and i think it it's easier in with film and tv and i think right. and the unfortunate thing is you know a lot of people harken back to like 80s movies and tvs uh, shows with like an uh, with a sense of irony right but i loved like you know shitty movies in the 80s yeah. because like the horror ones because they were fucking scary and right gross and well, you know I, I i remember the time before irony man remember yeah. when you just liked things and you yeah. just did it, you, it, like, you know it's like cool. yeah you didn't have to wear like an ashley judd t-shirt <laughs> right. you could just you could just <laughs> yeah. wear a t-shirt of a band yeah. that you like yeah. right it's, it's i always had trouble with the idea like you know like i always think of myself as this very it's I, it's another word for mediocre, but I really yeah. mean a medium person. Where right. I was, I, I never felt like I was like the the funniest guy in the room, right. or the smartest guy in the room, or the guy mm -hmm. with the with the impeccable taste. Yeah. I was always the guy who sort of was sort of absorbing things. Yeah. So for that reason, I always had very little truck for like purposely watching the worst fucking movies yeah. oh, possible because yeah. it's like funny to like right like i right. have a certain amount of patience for that and i'm like no i, I just kind of want to watch fletch you know like, yeah yeah like, exactly. a, like a, a pretty good movie that everybody right. can enjoy yeah, yeah. police yeah. academy police academy <laughs> right. yeah. like like i would say that's funny i remember <laughs> some funny kevin kevin and mark lebeau story we were yeah. we were at our me and kevin lived in an apartment on the east side of providence and we were it was like you know the days before obviously before streaming it was just like i think we had i think we had the most basic cable that you could have yeah and we were desperately looking like you know on our fifth run of the channels trying to find something right and i i the, the movie <laughs> the movie war of the roses oh, had, was just danny starting DeVito? Was the danny devito like it was yeah. like the, you know the guys from romancing the stone yeah but oh, they're yeah, yeah. set in a different you know right yeah and i mean that movie it's, War of the Roses is a perfect movie, a perfect example. And it's, is it a good movie? Right. No, but we've <laughs> circumvented the channels. Yeah. So, sorry, circumnavigated the channels. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, six times. Right. Nothing. We yeah. land on War of the Roses, and I got a little too enthused. I was like, War of the Roses, dude, and I've been living that starting, down. Man. I've been living that down for 20 years. Like, oh, why do we watch War of the fucking Roses? I'm like, that's not. <laughs> You know, it works. It, it, yeah. it would take up two hours while we yeah. eat Doritos and drink Cokes, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. The same the, stuff. Yeah, and the same thing does then goes back to music, too. If you have, like, a playlist, like, I have playlists I called, like, party. So if I was having people over, I would put this thing on, and then just at one point, one song will come. Because I always try to put stuff on that, like, everyone will like, you know? Right. And nothing that's too, you know, obnoxious or whatever but uh every once in a while like one song will come on and you'll just see like people like what is this like chuck man like what is this is this baker street are we right. baker street? <laughs> yeah yeah it's got a cool sax part i don't know what to yeah. tell you yeah i will t i will tell you living when i the, the the time the years that i lived with kevin cafferty yeah he he, he was holy shit he had more more good taste in music yeah then i like it was like i mean i will i will admit it fully like i was a bad borrower <laughs> i would borrow his cds and they but yeah they you mentioned that every, before i think oh yeah, yeah i think i <laughs> yeah. did like i just yeah. he had so much cool <laughs> shit i'd be yeah. like well you know the reason that i got into like you know because Ke kevin was another one of those people who was like when when i met him you know he was running 
with like punk rock kids. Yeah, he yeah. was in he was into musical theater yeah. completely unapologetically. Oh, yeah. And got the was the first person that I knew who dug like Sibamato and yeah, yeah. fucking Bell and Sebastian yeah. and all that stuff where I was like, I'm not I don't I don't listen to this. And all of a sudden I'm listening to Bell and Sebastian I'm like, <laughs> son of a bitch, why it's yeah. so good, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was a he was a fucking huge influence. Yeah. Uh, I love his kind of uh stuff. he's been doing those uh hot like scary songs for october yeah yeah little yeah. posts and uh you know and that's you know people shit on facebook and, and and this kind of thing but like that's the stuff that I, you know like i mean it's, political stuff is fine you know whatever but i you know i'd rather have a, a thing that's got 1700 comments about music or whatever absolutely or a, well that's, in a positive think, way too yeah. not like well, hey doesn't this band suck you know like that's the that's the thing about Facebook. I, you know, yeah. so we, it's funny. We kind of started here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, like, I think the thing that's to me, that's been vastly informative and interesting about Facebook when you, you know, is that whole idea of Facebook behavior. Yeah. Three months after I logged onto Facebook, I was like, Oh, there, there's some certain behaviors, the yeah. vague posting thing. Right. The, yeah, where yeah, like, yeah. you're like, Oh, like, like if you could learn, if you could learn, from other people's behavior oh, about yeah. how not to be oh yeah fucking incorrigible yeah it's easy on there it was All definitely of a sudden, easy but... it was so easy like and, and <laughs> yeah. so and what i i think the the takeaway is be if you're being your if you're being your your authentic self yeah and writing and talking about things in your authentic voice on Facebook, yeah, it's way less cringy, yeah, yeah, than when you're, uh, you know, yeah, trying, for, to... you know, you, like there's a certain tone that you're trying to like oh, yeah. get across, yeah. and then you read it again, and you're like, why was I talking like a like a 17th century yeah. carnival barker or whatever, like I, whatever yeah. weird phase you go through, and so when on a when when all of that other stuff sort of falls away, yeah, and you it just turns into this is the stuff I'm interested in. Yeah. There are guys like Kevin who are using it. That's what I think Facebook is for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Here are 30 days of spooky songs. And right. I watched an episode of every TV show yeah, right, from every right. year. And, I, and that stuff to me, yeah, I love it's that like, stuff. that's the best thing. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, those are the people you want in your feed. Right. You know? Or the, you know, the, the I, I'm such a sucker for those, like, you know, make me choose between two bands yeah, or yeah, yeah. here's the music I've listened to at the end of every yeah. year or whatever. Right. I love that stuff. Yeah. And the cool thing is you, cause you learn it's, it's, you know, it's every kid has that moment. Every person I think has that moment. People of a certain disposition where you're being asked like, what, what were you into when you were a kid? Right. And there's a temptation to, to kind of cook the books. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I could say that I got that 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 Velvet Underground record when I was ten, right, right, but I could leave out that I fucking hated right, it. Yeah, I didn't exactly. get it at all. Yeah, of course. And I think some some at some point, if you're a human being with like an actual soul and yeah. like something that's actually animates you in in your blood, you get to a point where you realize on Facebook, stop fucking doing that. Yeah, and just say, I was listening to fucking Permanent Vacation. When yeah. I was eleven. You know what I mean? Right. And it's. Yeah. It's a way more 
it's like a it, the potential for Facebook, as evil as it is, mm-hmm. the potential to just actually have a conversation with yeah. people yeah. about the shit you're into is so right. it's such a huge. It's, it's the same thing. Why you know the same reason that I love Instagram is that it's yeah. like you can just actually represent who you are. Yeah. Yeah. In pictures, right? And not have it be editorialized. Yeah. And the people who I follow are always the people that are the least editorialized. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think maybe that's so to come full circle. I think re-examining the stuff that you're into when you're before you even realize that that needs to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Are is that you know that's a that's a huge thing where you can be like oh like for me it's always about this weird like a like you know like because of my lack of self-confidence as a kid, yeah. I found myself in a position where I was a bit of a storyteller oh, yeah. or I was a bit of a, you know, like you're trying to get some kind of credibility. Yeah, of course. So you say, like, I, for instance, when I was 12 or 13, I insisted I had seen the dead Kennedys. Yeah. Of course I didn't fucking see the dead right. Kennedys, but you're trying to get some, yeah, some, you know, some foot in the door to be yeah. like, a, and all these years later, I think the best thing about Facebook is that it calls you out. Yeah, it's like, hey, remember yeah. four and a half years ago when you insisted that you were listening to Can? And, I know, you know, yeah. and like, <laughs> and, and right. you know, no, you were you were listening to LL Cool J, man. That's yeah. all right. Like, I know, right? <laughs> it's, like, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I, I I always look at the the um, two years ago today, ten, and when it gets into like the eight years ago today, ten, there's like. I, I always am deleting stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's and, it's hard to see it, man. Yeah, I'm Maybe using the like next broads step. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, really oh my god! Broads, so, you know, it's like funny. Kevin people. and I, Kevin and I talk about that a lot on, on the on the Gleaming the Tube podcast, where yeah. something's just like you he, like you hear something that was like totally acceptable. Yeah. As a joke, even yeah. a few years ago, and you hear it now, and you're like. It's like, you know, some people would would insist that it's like woke bullshit. Yeah. But there you should get a shiver up your spine. Oh yeah. When yeah. you hear like, whoa, like like yeah. Bradley Cooper uses the the pejorative term for a homosexual. Yeah. Yeah. In the trailer to yeah, to, to the original. Right. Like, what the fuck? Like, what was going on? Did yeah. you read that awesome article Steve Albini wrote about that? Yeah. 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 I he and he that, I yeah. love the idea that he was like, Yeah, it was the 90s. We were yeah. all these fucking edgelords who yeah. thought we were living in like a post, a yeah. post-racial society. Yeah. He's nope. become a much likable person. Yeah, in the yeah. Last well, few I years. think, and I mean, again, isn't that what we're talking about? You, yeah, yeah. you reach a certain point where you're like, "What the fuck? Like, what was I thinking?" Yeah. And I think that it, so. If there is a a, a a useful thing about Facebook, maybe it's just that. Yeah. Maybe it's an entire because I know change. it's only forty yeah. years old, forty year olds who use Facebook. I know, but yeah. maybe it's an entire generation of people in their mid forties <laughs> going like, "Oh man." I really am an idiot every three years yeah, and maybe yeah. I should just shut up, you know? Yeah. Like, I know my first like few years on there, I was very uh, putting out like a curmudgeonly vibe. Sure. And my girlfriend I, at the time used to say, you know, you're not like that. And people yeah. think that you're actually like that. And she's like, it kind of bugs me. So I, that's weird. when I kind of yeah. moved more into like, maybe just make jokes and sure, try sure. to have every once in a while that stuff comes out. But, I try, you know, because I'm not a curmudgeon, you know. Right. Well, I, yeah, I remember those one that came up. It was one of the same. It was exactly that same deal. It was like list five 
or 10 bands you hate. Yeah. I like, dug right into that. Yeah. Like, fuck. You know, yeah. I was <laughs> right. yeah. hauling oats. And, I, and yeah. a couple of years later, I read it. I was like, what the, like, wh why would you have spent all that? Like, I wrote like a, a dissertation about each band. And then a couple of years later, I'm like, do you really have that strong of an opinion about fucking yeah. Hall and Oates? And as yeah. a matter of fact, are Hall and Oates not actually kind of awesome? Like, yeah. Do you like really I, didn't like Hall and Oates? I well, it was, it, you know, it it it's that's the funniest thing about like a public forum like that is I think in my I was not making the differentiation yeah. between people who were were really into Hall and Oates, ironically. Yeah. And the fact that Hall & actually made some really fucking good records. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I, you know, it's, so it's, it's, it's funny. It's like, remember when you could be an expert on anything Yeah. because there was no internet to call oh, you yeah. out. So you yeah. could just make some fucking claim. Oh, yeah. 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 And you know, maybe there would be somebody who knew more about what they yeah, were talking like, about in no, the room. That's, yeah. But mostly if you just assume the position oh, yeah. of a fucking expert, nobody would really People, that like, yeah. And then all of a sudden on Facebook, it was like, no, I can Google this right now. Yeah. And so I, to me, like that, that's kind of awesome that yeah. like, that it's like you, if you can exhibit kind of a learning curve with that stuff oh, yeah. and be like, you shouldn't be that kind of person. Yeah. No, I then, know. then there is something worthwhile about yeah. Facebook. Right. Yeah. 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 I do. I, I do enjoy when it like, like going back, like weird Al Yankovic, which I, I do like him, but at one point in my life, I made some, negative post about him just to you know like i usually yeah. like to do to like poke people and people came out like were angry like oh, yeah. i think i put something like i never listened to weird al yankovic because i was too busy listening to actual music or something like <laughs> yeah, that sure. and these, like people were like Are you fucking you know and i'm like yeah and every few years i would revisit that like yeah weird al suck you know it's, <laughs> <laughs> well isn't it funny like it's funny that like you like whatever like that weird synapse that you get a little attention online yeah and you like it or you start to like kind of crave it i yeah. you know i admit i went through that yeah. but i was still actively tattooing i went through we taught we we actually kind of talked about this on the on the first episode i did where i had kind of had a breakthrough yeah. and i was drawing some weird cool shit for the first time yeah i was really drawing stuff that was like sort of my true voice yeah oh yeah and, but the, and then that's great but i also admit that i kind of got weirdly addicted to the 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 approval the yeah, chorus yeah. of approval yeah. like you're a genius it's like you know <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm glad people are finally starting to figure right. that out but then it, but that's not it's not a sustainable thing yeah no. and as long as you sort of get what you need from it and then yeah i love i love the idea of recognizing the pattern and being yeah. like oh yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, that, I remember right. one of the, 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 the I remember Kevin taking me aside. Where were we? We were at some show. And uh I forgot what the circumstances was, but Kevin, it was like a couple of maybe this is like 2010. So yeah. let's call it like two and a half, three years of of Facebook presence. Right. And Kevin Caffrey was like, Hey Mike, what's with the fucking spelling errors? <laughs> and I just it like it was it was a thing, it like didn't occur to me. That it would matter right but there is a spell check on your computer and right. like why like why are yeah, you, why, you know, like, why are you doing these posts that are like riddled with spelling errors you're smarter than that yeah. but i was like I, that doesn't matter and he was like oh i i want you to trust me it does <laughs> and so and i was like okay man like and i and i right. and i think it was like that was kind of almost like before you would see a post 
from like, yeah. the, like I don't oh, know yeah, when yeah. they started doing that. Right, right. But a couple of years later, all of a sudden, I would start to see posts, and I was like, oh my god, I look like I'm typing with boxing gloves on. <laughs> right. What is wrong with me? Yeah. But know. you know, you 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 notice the bad pattern, and then you <laughs> yeah. and then you shift it, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> so what have we learned? I know, right? Talk, talk. <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like the other the other stuff that I was super. You know, Legos was one of those. Things. Oh yeah, I hung, yeah. I hung on to Legos. Yeah, well past because yeah. you, you know you just build a fucking spaceship and then yeah. you get a spaceship, and then yeah. you know one day you decide, well, I gotta, you know, I gotta put the Legos away. I was really lucky in that skateboarding, skateboarding when I first, you know, it was a toy. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I sort of discovered this entire culture. Yeah, yeah. that was built around it, so I could really, you know, kind of lean into that. Right. Yeah, but like you know. I was, it doesn't mean I also wasn't super into like BMX and, right, right. you know, and, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All that, just that kid stuff. Yeah. Ed yeah, Emberley. Did you ever hear of Ed Emberley? No. Ed Emberley was this guy. He's from Massachusetts and he would do drawing instruction books. Mm-hmm. Whole dude. He, and it was all step by step. Yeah. Like just make a shape and another shape. And, yeah. they, and I, I remember like, I think that was a source of, I think that was a source of material for like how I drew yeah. well, well, well into my teens. Oh, nice. Totally forgot about it. And then yeah. recently was like, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think I found one of his books in a bookstore and I was like, holy right. shit. You know, I was like, this was like the crucible to me. Yeah. And yeah. then I forgot completely about it for oh, 30 yeah. years. Yeah. Weird. That happened to me with, uh, my dad used to buy those uh, books by that guy, B. B. Clyburn the cats guy oh yeah yeah but then he also did these like weird surreal like funny just comic books and uh i think he had like five or six collections and uh they were just like weird like like one of them was called like never eat anything bigger than your head (laughs) they were just cool drawings and uh but i i completely forgot about him and then same thing I found at like yeah. a bookstore and I was like, oh shit, we used to read these and I ended up buying all of them online. And right. I it almost brings wonder, back a lot of stuff. Yeah. I wonder if what we're taught, I would love to like run this by like a, like a psychologist. Yeah. And I wonder if that's like an actual phenomenon where when yeah. you hit a certain age, maybe that's like what people think of as like a midlife crisis. Yeah. But what it really is, is just you being like, oh yeah, I used to fucking love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, I, I, yeah. And it's not who. nostalgia. No, it's not. It's, yeah. it's just like like the re-unearthing of like the stuff. I, I, I guess that the term that I would use is your most authentic self before yeah. you decided yeah, yeah. you wanted to be cool. You yeah. Know, yeah. That I was think just a lot the of stuff is, you were into. Yeah. And I, I feel like some of it is like uh, not reliving your youth, but like you had a certain comfort in your room where you had like, yeah, there's my books and my fucking little statues or whatever in this and. I feel like going back to that yeah. just kind of gives you like this comfort or whatever, even if it is like, you know, a 40, the, the guy in his fifties, like, you know, right. watching well, Scooby-Doo. At, isn't you know. it funny that what, what we're, the other thing I think we're now touching on is that you do, there is a certain amount of time that you spend alone when you're a kid. Yeah. You know, like you you play with your friends outside or mm-hmm. you play action figures with your friends. But the way that you play with that stuff alone is a really different thing. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe it's like almost like you're re, it's like you're uncovering 
that like that again your authentic self when you're not that you're not there's not an audience there's not right, someone right. else there it's yeah. you alone in your room yeah i i remember when i was a kid i committed myself i was going to learn every single word of license to ill yeah and so for three weeks i probably sat in my room with a <laughs> with a tape and like paused it and read right. you know and like like why why yeah. was i doing that i don't know because it was <laughs> i was a 12 and I, yeah. yeah i was bored right yeah. i don't know yeah there's something there's something elemental about that uh, yeah and you and we talked too about uh at one point starting to listen to music like that you really weren't it wasn't cool like like steely dan that was yeah, one yeah. of those like so, and how that came up was uh might have been the last time we saw each other you tattooed I, the iron maiden guy yeah, on my yeah. arm and my, and my girlfriend and when we you and i were setting up the appointment at the end of one of the messages said oh by the way i've been listening to a lot of steely dan lately and i was like oh yeah. cool man yeah <laughs> it yeah, was like okay. oh we'll have to talk about that when i and you yeah, said that... your favorite album at that time was can't buy a thrill is that still your I, I think that's yeah that's that's the one with do it again on it like, yeah with yeah. the other singer yeah yeah I, the like, other singer, yeah I mean honestly now I I admit it I I I just like the the greatest hits I just yeah, right I think you know I I put it on shuffle yeah. and I'm constantly surprised I certainly have songs I don't like I don't like yeah. Bodhisattva that song yeah. sucks ass yeah yeah <laughs> but uh but again I think it's 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 funny because at the time not to get you know I'll I, my father had, I don't know if you know, my father died of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was quarantined in the house because yeah. I had gotten it too. Mm -hmm. And I was just in my childhood home. Yeah. Under some pretty terrible traumatic oh, yeah. circumstances. Mm. And I don't know. I just was like, I'm going to fucking listen to Steely Dan. Yeah. yeah. And God, did I have a moment? I was like, yeah. holy, you know, because it's like, you know, my mother had been gone for about 10 years at that point. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like reconnecting. I think, you know, my brain was maybe just trying to reconnect with something in some small oh, yeah. way. Yeah, definitely. And man, did that open a door? I was like, this is, yeah. you know, it's and it's funny because I didn't, I didn't, it's like I didn't go much further than that. My yeah. mom was into a bunch of stuff that I don't know that I would say like she was into like a lot of the later Van Morrison stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe when I'm 55, I'll be like later <laughs> yeah. Van Morrison is amazing. Yeah. But you know, yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna, yeah. I, I I was kind of it's funny I was kind of like hoping that Steely Dan would be the last the last in, you know the, the, the yeah the last indignity I would have to endure. <laughs> where I'm like fuck I gotta like these guys now. I know. Shit. I know. I I just started like at in my 50s started getting comfortable like just talking about being into the grateful dead and fish and stuff like that, because that that's something, especially in our worlds yeah, that yeah. gets looked down upon well, I a just, lot of I just, fans. And yeah. Well, it's, it's fun. That's, that's the dead are a perfect example of there's that whole sort of larger world attached Yeah, that through a certain lens could be considered a very lame thing. Oh indeed. yeah. Yeah. But, see, you, you know, know I, I made that I made that post about I watched that dead that six part dead doc yeah. documentary. And I was like, you know, you come out of the other side thinking, well, shit, like, isn't that the most punk rock thing in the world? Like they yeah. just did what they wanted to do yeah. for 50 years and yeah. never yeah. and never, you know, like they they delivered a couple of hits and a couple yeah. of live albums that sold well and they yeah. just 
they wanted to make a mountain out of amplifiers and yeah. trek it across <laughs> Europe. Sound. And that's yeah. what they fucking did. You know, like it's, it's kind of, it's like, that's kind of one of the more punk rock things you could do yeah. really. Yeah. And, you know, like, and so, yeah, but there's so much attached to that. You oh, mentioned yeah. that you're into the dead and you, you know, like, yeah. So, you know, but I, you know, obviously I've never seen the dead live and I don't right. really have, I, you know, maybe to me, the, to the biggest takeaway of, of this sort of, point in my life is that it's that the, the the lack of necessity to turn these things into a thing yeah that i have to you yeah. know what i mean that i right. now have to like talk yeah you don't have constantly. to be right yeah yeah i could just, just like be like a couple oh, grateful dead like grateful like, dead, yeah, you know? yeah there's a certain moment where i feel like early dead and latter day velvet underground kind of touch like yeah. those two worlds kind of cross yeah if you yeah. like loaded you loaded, like american yeah. beauty and vice yeah. versa and so if you can if there's even just if you can make the space for that yeah. you know the same thing with rush a few years ago yeah. i did one of the nerdiest fucking music things i ever did I, for an entire year mm -hmm. i only listened to music that came out on the year i was born oh yeah in chronological order so 78 74 74 okay so it was a lot you know it was a good year yeah, yeah oh yeah man uh, a lot of stuff was really surprising yeah i was very surprised by how unbelievable uh grand funk railroad survival is yeah, yeah, Holy yeah, yeah. shit that record is a and there's a lot there's a lot of really great stuff tangerine dream yeah oh uh, yeah some, i think diamond dogs came out yeah but I, you know what, one of the things, again, same thing, I I learned that I'm a kind of a fan of Rush, you yeah. know, like that, I think it's the first Rush album came out in 74, 74 and it's a yeah. very blues rock affair. Oh yeah. But I yeah. evolved, you know, cause it was like, you know, I was working on a, a bit of a budget. So I was buying like cutout bin price CDs, oh, yeah. of whatever I could have uh, that came out of that year. Yeah. And man, that, that, that rush CD took a quite a ride with me for a while. Cause I was like, yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. And then, and it's, you know, I, it's, it's funny. I think the other thing too is, you know, I'll watch a documentary about any, any band or anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and when here. you watch a document, I watched that rush documentary. Yeah. And how, like, how you can come out the other side of watching that documentary and not at least have an affection? Yeah, for those. Guys. For like, I made, I made the the sort of the 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 connection where, in a lot of ways, Rush are really like they might be giants. Yeah. Where they're just, they just make the fucking music they want to hear. Yeah, yeah. They have an audience. They're of a certain breed of type right. of person. Yeah. And they sort of don't need to make many apologies for yeah, the, yeah. you know what exactly that is. Yeah. And once you can start to kind of experience things that way and not have to have that right. deeply ingrained. I there, dude, I know dudes who are like aging punk rock guys in their 50s yeah. who still insist that like you can't listen to Pink Floyd. Oh, I know. Yeah. And I that know. like the doors are, and it's like, dude, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you have to like the doors, right? Yeah. but it's like the 13 year old kid who decides yeah. he's too punk rock to like the Beatles right. and oh, then yeah, never yeah. revisits that. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. are you sure? <laughs> right. Or is yeah. it just one of those things that you've been saying since you were right. 15 and I know. you never, yeah, yeah. Guys like that still use that argument where they're like, no man, Pink, that's the stuff punk rock fought against. And I'm like, well, <laughs> That's great for punk rock, but I'm 52 now. Like, yeah, I, like, I want to listen. Like, couldn't I, I just listen to Rush? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like, at this or, point, I don't care. Like, the idea that, like, the, like I, I saw it recently. Somebody made a post about the, 
the, the uh, sorry, never mind the Bullocks. Yeah. And again, that record had no impact on me when I was a kid. It sounded okay. sort of slow and boring to me as a yeah. kid yeah. because I because I wanted to hear yeah, fucking Dead Kennedys. Kennedys you know, yeah. drug, play drug me yeah. and then play, <laughs> you know, uh, never mind the Bullocks. And right. It just doesn't. But the, the thing is, over the years, you know, I, I, I have a really hard time with people who's like whose opinions are sort of these canned like pull right. quotes oh, yeah. from the one Same. article they read. And I yeah, yeah. recently on Facebook, I heard a 50 year old, 50 something year old man say that was 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 dying on the hill that <laughs> the, the, the Sex Pistols were like the first boy band. And I was like, dude, uh, you yeah, you right. read that in spin yeah. in 1992. Oh, yeah. right. And you've just been regurgitating that. <sighs> dog shit yeah completely inaccurate opinion because it it suits you you now you don't have to think about it right anymore you've just said it that weird conventional wisdom thing which is again that comes back to facebook behavior yeah come on man there's got to be a learning curve (laughs) i I feel like this whole conversation is about social media and so it's it it is a pervasive thing and like i said i think even even the hatred of social media is something that you you know there's a lot to hate yeah. but i you know once if you can just decide to see it as more entertaining right and as a weird social experiment yeah. it really is vastly entertaining oh yeah you know and also um, like you do the the podcast with kevin and i do yeah. this one and if we didn't have facebook or social yeah. media who the fuck would ever yeah. even no know one, it? you know yeah. you would tell us you know imagine word of mouth podca- right. you know podcasting or our our nine mm. listeners would be cut into right. three or four. <laughs> yeah, it would be like our friends. You'd be like, oh, my aunt listened to uh, <laughs> me and my friends talk about Steely Dan for now. Like, okay. That was great. Yeah, uh, was what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. It's great to catch up, dude. Yeah, I know. Awesome. Thank you for doing this again, Mike. Yeah, man. It was great, great, great to catch up. Yeah. It's always fun to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I cool, will man. talk to you soon. Yes, please. Awesome. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you.